What is up, everyone? We well, back! Welcome back to another episode of High Side of the Ropes. Let's get it. Nick, Brandon, and Eulis are all in this booth tonight. Hey. Uh, the so, OG3. So, um, before we get into any news or any discussions yes. or any, you know, banter that we may uh, bestow upon you guys tonight. Um, There's... The last few weeks have been kind of it, it, sad. It, it, it's been a sad couple weeks, especially since... Um, In both uh, music and wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first things first. Rest in peace to Dan Masters. You guys may know him as the Women of Wrestling ring announcer. Uh, also, rest in peace to PMB Rock. Rest in peace to Coolio. And rest in peace to the motherfucking legend, the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Antonio Noki. Antonio Inoki. Yo, when I when I saw the news that Antonio Noki passed, I'm like, what the that, fuck? That was that. It was a shot like from left field, dude. I'm like, wait, no, no, no. What? The no. founder of Inokiism and of New Japan, and yeah. also the strongest chin in all of wrestling. Yep. This man, that man once went toe to toe with Mustafa, with Mahersha Al- Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Mustafa. Who the, who's Mahershal? Mahershal Ali. Who's Mahershal? Fail. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, the hear- boxer, not Mustafa Ali. I, the laugh. It's Tony Anoki versus Mustafa Ali. I just had the last Brandon's name. dream my, matches be like. I had the last name in my head. That was it. I am sorry. It's great. One of the first ever real, like, MMA bouts you consider the different contrasts and styles, especially with Anoki's shoot, like, kicking Ali for not being cooperative in the press leading up to it, nearly causing him to have his leg amputated via blood clots. Yeah. Yeah. When I heard that, I'm like, wow. Yes. He was no man to fuck with. Like, Inoki was the real deal, man. It's it's that simple. And the great Inoki refused to sell for him, and he just said, okay, all right then. Starts delivering strong oh, strikes oh. and starts kicking the man while he's down. Oh, with the Literally. great, with the, uh, the great, great Antonio. Antonio. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that. Uh, pop up and then yeah, I saw. It. Yeah, that that's legendary. I saw the gif of him just slapping everyone that just walked up in front of him in the ring, lined up. Yep. One person slap. Next person slap. slap. But I want to say thank you to Antonio Inoki. Yeah. For mm-hmm. like the wrestling that he helped bring to a bigger stage. Like think about it like this. Think about it like this. The Bucks, Kenny. Okada. No him, no New Japan. Yeah. yeah. No Naito, Tanahashi. Ishii. Ishii. Just ha- WWE forever. Just have No Kota. And ever. Yeah. And ever. Just Vince shit. And think yeah. about this. If it wasn't for him creating New Japan and then doing that partnership with Ring of Honor back in the day, what yeah. would have happened? Think about that. Because Ring of Honor was in a tough place before doing the partnership with them. I mean, yeah. Like, he, we owe him a lot from matches to just overall, like, his contribution to professional wrestling. It's legendary. Hands down. This man has built a legacy that is literally stamped as one of the top promotions in the world. Yeah. 
as well as having that one match that caused a riot and having wrestling bands from that arena in about like 10 years after he jobbed to Vader in his first ever match for the title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So pissed off that fans took their seat cushions, lit it on fire, and then threw it into ring right yeah. before causing a riot. Yeah, American fans say, say, if someone doesn't win, we riot. The Japan literally riot. No, they literally mean it. Like Japan, it's like, they didn't do what we wanted, kill them. It's like when the freaking horsemen formed and destroyed Dusty in the cage and the fans rioted and trapped them all in the cage, pushing the cage door shut and getting past the barricades. Yeah. Except Japan just said, we'll do that, but, but with, with fire. And seat cushions. But there's so many Iconics. Um, also, uh, Takulio. Oh, yeah. That one really hit me. Yeah, he's up there in Gangster's Paradise. Hell yeah, man. Power listen, and well, the money. Listen, money bro, I was, I was blasting. I was blasting fucking Gangsta's Paradise and the Keenan and Cal theme song all my all the way to work that day. I, I yeah, I had no idea he did the Keenan and Cal theme song. Say, I've got really? I never knew. He's here. in the opening. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. How can they reach I me? Did. I, guess I heard the theme song before. I guess they won't. Episodes, I but I never got into Keenan and Cal because it was also after like. I, my time. But he was still in the intro. I know, but I, I didn't recognize him. How do you not put two and two together? I don't recognize people. As I walk through the valley of my parents' death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Because I've been fighting and bashing so long that even my butler thinks that my mind is gone. Thank you for the Batman the parody. Batman? <laughs> yeah, that was the Batman parody. As I walk through the valley oh, yeah. where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain, but that's just perfect so for Amish paradise. Me. <laughs> I pretend to shun fancy things like electricity. <laughs> but now when Coolio... When, uh, when and I, there's the Ronnie Radke version. I'm not going to go into that one, but that's a lot of like yelling and screaming. That's so. John. Emo. But now when... Paige uh, When When... <laughs> <laughs> But when uh, the news broke about fucking uh, Aunt, uh, Coolio, I'm just like, fuck, another legend gone. I remember I saw it on uh, Nick's uh, IG post because I went back on Insta. And it was like right after I got out of work. And I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't be here because I have notifications for Dynamite spoilers. And I'm like, what is it? I'm like, oh, it's Coolio. And I looked at it. Oh, that really fucking sucks. Oh man, that song was so instrumental to my fucking growth and how I fucking bigoted <laughs> my ego in fucking high school with songs like that. No, you know, uh, this I found out while I was at work, and just as I'm getting ready, I don't know, to bangers leave, like that really fucking make you feel invincible. It's pretty cool. Just as I'm getting ready to leave, my coworker walks in. And she's like, "What the hell? Coolio passed away." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, today." He's like, "She's like." 50, I thought he died, he's like she's like I thought he died like ten years ago. No. Fifty nine. Fifty nine years old. I remember when he showed up on Tosh Point oh, and they had like hologram Coolio actually perform like the verse. And then afterwards he showed up on the side of the stage. He's like, Man, what the hell? Y'all going out for fucking hologram Julio? Shit, you could have had real Coolio for a hundred. <laughs> but and then uh P and B Rock if you don't know him, he's a he became a mainstay at uh, around 2016. Hasn't really made any waves over the last few years. 
I mean, he blew up with a lot of people mm-hmm. from like uh, and mostly listen to like uh, I forget the name, but like Bad Bunny's like uh, genre. Yeah, but uh, like one or two weeks ago, he was uh, yeah. This was kind of he makes some club stuff too. Some of it were pretty like iconic when I think about it years ago. This was actually pretty fucking sad. Yeah, like the the way it the way it happened was really sad. Yeah, he uh, was out with his girl, and she posted their location. I I don't think she had the worst intentions because he said it in a DJ Khaled interview. Literally, like, the day before, that that came out the day before, Mm -hmm. he said that his girl can be kind of clueless to the stuff in the streets Mm -hmm. and not realize that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. She posted their location. They were at uh, a wing stop. Something like that. Uh, I think it was a wing stop. It was a a chicken place. I don't... Chick-fil-A? No. No, it wasn't Chick-fil-A. It was like some sort of wing stop sort of thing. Okay. It was something like that. And someone came up to him and tried to rob him. PNB refused, so the guy shot. 17 years old, too. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah. the shooter was 17 years old. Yeah. And PNB left behind his girl, his brother, and I believe his two kids. Mm. That's. Yeah, it, it it sucks the kind of world that we live in, where like you can't eat like people can't even post like where they are. Yeah, just to like show off where they are. Yeah, and like uh, there's got to be like bad intentions behind. I it. saw this. I saw literally that, sickening. I saw this post. Uh, I think maybe the day after uh, he after he was uh, killed. Uh, X. XXX Tentacion was killed shopping for a bike, like a motorcycle. Mm. Fucking uh, Pop Smoke was in the shower. Wow. Yeah, when uh, the people broke into his house. And Pop Smoke and uh, PMB was with his girl. Like, people, like, they're saying, like, uh, rappers, like, shit, like, this shouldn't be how it is. Like, there's no safety. Everybody needs to be walking... Like, rappers always need to be walking around with a gun at this point. When this shit shouldn't be happening in, in general. It shouldn't. It's it's sad, is what it is. It's just like... And the kid's 17... What? 17 years old? Congratulations, kid. You just threw your entire life away. Like... Over, over for... Everything. Over some, over some jewelry. Like literally, your 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 whole life is you're done. And like we could uh, like I could go into the conspiracy theory based on the jewelry, but I don't feel like it. Didn't even know there was conspiracy towards it. I yeah. just thought it was jewelry. Actually, it, it's pretty. It's kind of like. Would you guys want to hear? That? I mean, I, I kind of want to hear that. I kind of want to hear it. It's. I want to hear it just to hear how dumb it is, possibly. Yeah. So. Um, it was point. I saw this on TikTok. Uh. And it's a jewelry item that a few rappers had, like King Von, X, Pop. They all had a a star ring that was diamond embezzled. Mm-hmm. And I and I believe that was like their thing with a their record label Empire. Okay. And people are making the conspiracy theory because PMB makes the sixth artist on their label to be killed. 
It's kind of creepy and grim when you fuck, when you really think about it. I wouldn't see it as conspiracy, though. I'd see it as more or less looking like it's a curse instead of it uh, being like, like it, it, a conspiracy of them being targeted. But like uh, that, that, that's that's kind of that's kind of creepy. Because like the list was PMB X Young Dolph, uh, King Von, King Von, Pop Smoke, and X. Mm-hmm. So like that that was the one it's of wild. the yeah. It's actually very wild. This is just a reminder to everybody: uh, stay safe out there. Mm-hmm. Don't do something stupid over. Please don't throw your lives away. Yeah, don't do it. Also, well wishes to the people that we announced that passed away, yeah, like yes. Dan Masters and Antonio Inoki. Yeah, so like to their family, to Coolio's family, to yep. PMB's uh, girl, kids. Brother, family, Antonio Noki's family. New Japan as a whole. Yeah. We want to wish our condolences to them. So with that being said, a quick moment of silence for the recently deceased. And we are back. So, All right, so, moving on from the sad and grim, a lot of stuff has happened out inside the world of wrestling. So, um, we're going to split it up. We're going to do our usual shtick of, uh, you know, one half, one company, the other half, another company. And if there's a needed third half or some random thing that we're doing or something, we'll add it. But for tonight... First half will be WWE, will be actually AEW related. The second half will be WWE related. And if we just want to joke around and talk about wrestling for a third half, we'll whip. Yeah, we'll add that at the end. That's the banter round. Yeah, that's just that's just us talking about wrestling. But first, you know me, but you don't know me. I was just going to say that. Like, wait, I thought we didn't know you. You don't know nothing about me! Don't start kicking anything, please. So, uh, the reference there being the worst promo that I think I've seen in the past five years. Um, Marina Shafir. Uh, I wouldn't say it's one of the worst ones, but I'd say it is bad. Just because it's not like... I will say it's cringeworthy when you it's, look at it after weird. it's all over. But for most part, it was kind of just funny because it was like, I don't know what the point was. First, you spent like the first three minutes saying how we know you and that we're really the problem. And that you know we know you because of your mother and father name and everything. Before saying that we don't know you, we don't know nothing about you. But I thought we did know you. Like you just spent three minutes telling us that you that we know you. But here's the thing: I don't know why you're calling it the worst promo ever. It lit the world on fire with memes. It did. It created yeah. a couple memes, like the one where they added hooks music while she's like, "You don't know me." <laughs> yeah, you don't know me. That's amazing. It's fucking hysterical, is what it is. I like. She's. St- it was on dark too. Dark elevation. It wasn't even on a rampage or dynamite. 
Like Vicky Guerrero was laughing at one point through yeah. it. Yeah, she Nyla was. was just trying to hold I'm, back laughter at one point. I'm pretty sure Nyla was confused as fuck. She did look confused at a certain point. Commentary made it even more confusing. Yeah. It's didn't like even know what was happening. Why are they why do they sound like they're witnessing an assault on the dictionary right now with some of their phrasing? Like, oh hobo drop. Oh my goodness. I guarantee you when she paused and looked at the camera, she forgot her line. Oh, I she guarantee did. you that she because I don't think it was that yeah. look, fuck it. Yeah, she. You yeah. don't know me. Yeah. Nyla Rose ended up turning face in that match just by that promo. I mean, Nyla Rose is now facing Jade Cargill potentially for the TBS title. I mean, it wasn't exactly the number one contender match she had for. That was the uh, AEW World Women's Championship back when Thunder Rosa like still had her smile apparently. Yeah. And was not injured. Yep. But. Oh man, that promo was not good. No, it did. It, it made me glad that it was like not on TV because then it would have been like critiqued even more. But it's like your husband is Roddy Strong. I wouldn't say that. She's not her husband, and also she's been in MMA. She never really had to talk. If I had to think about it like that, besides being a part you're of right. like the I mean, yeah, UFC, the right. UFC, uh, UFC or MMA for horsewomen, that kind of. Really wasn't all that hyped up would be was to be besides her picks on the Ultimate yeah, Fighter. That was actually kind of like that was like wasted. Like Shayna was the only real one that had like a couple like longer fight like uh what's it called record than most of them. And that would Marina been, had just started. I really wanted to see how that uh four horsewoman thing really would have panned out. Thanks, Vince. Thank you, Vince. I mean we had all of them in the company at the same time. Same exact time. Once group starts to get recognized more as the uh, four horsewomen of MMA, way past the point, and then it was just like, okay, Cyrus the pandemic came in, all of y'all fired. Hell for hell, she they fucking they started to acknowledge them as the four horsewomen after Ronda left. Yeah, like when Ronda's not even there anymore. Yeah, she wasn't even there for. Most nope. of it at all. Like, if anything, she was there for a spell while they're all still in NXT. Yep. And then that was kind of it. But, oh man, this promo was just kind of laughable. Kind of felt comedic yeah. with just how much of that switch was. But that wasn't the worst real promo we had from, like, you know, I don't want to say a female competitor, but more or less a, clu- a clueless one in terms of what we were expecting than the Soraya one. Oh, yeah. All right. So, um, it wasn't the promo I thought we were going to get. I thought we were going to get an explanation of what she's really here for. Instead, it was just revolution. It wasn't the promo I thought we were going to get. And it was also, it sounded a little impromptu. A little bit. You know what I mean? I, I get the idea of the promo. It's the fact that. The criticism of AEW's women's division mm. that everybody has had for a while. Mm. And her being like, I revolutionized one company. I made the women's revolution. Now let me fix that here. Let me show you that all these women are absolutely amazing. Tony Storm is finally being recognized for the talent she is. Because she like bought said, out like all the faces. And then said nothing about the rest of the women there. Yeah, she just said, oh, ladies, come out. And we're just like... 
And then she That's said, not everyone. Well, she started by saying, let me reintroduce these ladies again. Yeah. Right? And then just introduce Tony Storm. The Britt Baker came and out. Britt Baker came out. And then Matt, and then and then they're like found Penelope Ford. We gotta talk about that line that Britt Baker said about how she basically said that she had broken bones for it, and she's like, "Hell, I could probably break a neck at least, or something like along her neck breaking, mm. or at least saying that my neck could at least handle the pressure." And also, like this one line, it just felt like I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but it felt like something from WWE. Where Brit's just like, how do you say your name? Soraya? Sor- yeah. But no, and then uh, Soraya says, well, your name rhymes with bitch. Or shit. Whichever it was. Yeah, I'm just it like, was shit. And they bleeped it out. And it sounded really awkward. It sounded like a crowd effect over yeah, it. Yeah, it did. I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait. What? Did, Could have just like blanked it out. And we're just like, did the sound cut out? They've been doing that a lot for some of their shit until it actually gets like uploaded to YouTube or they actually have it uncensored. Yeah. But it, that was just kind of corny and it was like, okay, so your name sounds like shit. All right, I thought it was going to be something more towards the Baker aspect, but I think this, I think this has uh, I think this has something to do with the like the reports that they're toning down their language that they've been using a lot a lot as of late for more for uh tv well you gotta remember about like 70 percent of that was cm punk and it was all like in one afternoon or an evening sitting yeah i'm old i'm tired and i work with fucking children and he wants me to work with fucking bricks empty-headed stupid dumb fuck like hangman page Soraya, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just hoping for the best that is. Also, we didn't find out whether or not she was competing, whether or not she was a manager. It kind of felt like she was more of an authority role because then she just said, first ever lumberjack match. No, she and said, it's for the title. And I saw that and I'm like, that I, pause killed me. Because <laughs> it was just like, Errol was like, wait, what? Oh, it already was a title. Why are you say, why are you saying it again then? No, she said uh I talked to Tony and you know it's nice for once to have a boss that actually listens to me. Well, besides that, it was more or less her announcement that kind of drew me off. Like she she dropped three WWE like, like The boss that listens to me, okay, that was going to happen. That was going to It's happen. Paige. It's just like, "Hey, promos are free and for us to go to." Okay, cool. Let me talk shit for at least one sentence. And like Tony Storm just like Tony Storm the, finally being a, being used a proper way. Then she did the I'm back thing. And then she did the this is my house thing. I'm back. This is my house. I'm not sure if I'm going to be working in my house yet. But you know, I still own it. Here's this match. <laughs> and it's for the belt. For the title. Belt. Oh, oh yeah, wait. It wasn't for the... No, it was. It's just... Oh, okay, Soraya. Soraya. And then on commentary. All right, hello, everyone. Just want to say it's Soraya, first of all. Not Soraya. It's Soraya. Literally, as she sits down and gets the headset on, first thing she says is the correct pronunciation of her name. How many Fs does Soraya give a fuck? I don't know. It's not... No, it's a little bit. It's a little bit because you gotta remember Webster's dictionary or something like that on Twitter basically tried to correct her and say how her name was actually supposed to be pronounced. 
But it felt very weird. It felt like we didn't really get what we were expecting. It's like we don't know if you're still wrestling. It just kind of feels like you're a manager sort of feel for the women. Yeah. It just feels very ambiguous. I don't know where it's supposed to go. It was an okay lumberjack match. I could have done without the lumberjacks, to be honest. What if just no one interfered until like afterwards? And then maybe we could have had your answer there. In the post-match, since you like to show up after shit goes down. Although you probably will show up faster than NWO trying to make their way down the rampway at WrestleMania 31. Halfway through their fucking song, and then we see them. Sting is, like, taking, like, 80 pedigrees at this point. But, like, I don't, it, it feels like we're pretty much in the same spot we were, just female manager. Yeah, for the women's division, which is cool. I like to see some dynamics with her and Jade. I feel that's the biggest one there because Jade's just probably gonna say, "I'm that bitch." Yeah, and you, that bitch who had her neck broke. Yeah, and then we'll all swoon and then go, "Is she gonna be Soraya's first match?" Because then we probably might lose her again. It's probably like Daniel Bryan, yay, first year back from retirement. Survivor Series. Okay, champion v. champion. He's facing Brock. Fuck, we're going to lose him again. <laughs> Which, that match is still fucking amazing. It's like, great, we're losing him. That match was still fucking amazing. That's the one match I see a lot of people talk about as one of the most underrated matches that Survivor Series had. Because it's low-key one of the greatest matches ever. Unless your name is Adam Blombier. Yeah, he loves that match so much. I like the Styles one a little bit more. I personal like, taste. I like both because I watch because those are two of the matches I study a lot of. But... That's besides the point. Yeah. Speaking of more AEW stuff, there's been uh, apparently, we've talked about it before, there's apparently been contract tampering going on, Mm -hmm. and Tony Khan doesn't want to release people. Yeah, so Bobby Fish came out and basically said he wasn't in any part, like... Trying to lure... Like, to, like, poach the Undisputed Era, like, uh, Kyle and Adam away from AEW to WWE when his contract uh, expired. And became a free agent. But since then, basically, we got confirmation on who some of these few people are. First off, let's talk about FTR. Possibly one of the greatest tag teams ever right now. Yeah, no, and, they, and speaking of FTR real quick, fucking people were making a big deal like, oh, fucking uh, Cash fucking mentioned uh, Tony in a, like took shots at Tony at the Royal Quest. New Japan's Royal uh, Quest the other day. No, he just said, hey, Tony, you know we're still under contract. Book us. That Basically. Was it. That's all he said. It's not like he went on a tirade saying, you don't use us. You mismanage us. I mean, they're going all over the indies now. I mean, as long as they're not being used right now, I'd like to see that change. But that, like, uh, poaching thing or contract tampering from WWE reaching back out to possibly bring the revival back to WWE. Sounds interesting, but at the same time, you got to remember like their main like argument was the fact that the tag division kind of meant nothing when Braun destroyed it and then won it with a kid. And I mean, they don't really have that many tag teams right now. Even their argument was saying that they didn't even want to win the tag belts. It means more to them to not win the main roster tag belts than it would be for them to win it. And they basically just put all the belts on them just to try to convince them to stay. And it didn't work. No, it didn't. They also kind of, like, if you listen to the Talk is Jericho podcast, even though it's, like, two years old, they kind of 
pointed out like maybe some of the dirt sheets like come from within the tower meetings that they had with Vince because they said right after they had their final meeting with Vince, they walked outside and then they got the news uh, notification on their phone that said, yeah, they did resign and they had just got to the car right after the meeting. So it's like, okay, somebody that's up at the top is leaking this stuff. So although I would like to see a return eventually, I feel it's far too soon. Also, yeah. all the belts they have, you got to start losing that shit. Now you're just the Kenny Omegas of the tag division. And, and here's the thing. They can't lose the AAA titles unless AAA holds a big show. Because that's the only time they want to have someone drop the titles. Just like AAA Mania. Yeah, and then ROH, it all depends on... When their next like their, uh, special is going to be. When their next show is going to be or when they're going to be on fucking TV. Yeah, because it could be defended on TV like the pure title and the ROH main title, which still sounds weird to say that Jericho is the ROH world champion. Yeah, for real. I was like, I remember watching it after I got out of work. I'm just like, I just saw that, right? Jericho really is Ring of Honor champion. It's like the Ocho. And I'm like, of course, just for the memes. Just for the memes, because this is number eight. Yo, dude. ESPN 8, The Ocho. Dude, for some reason, wrestlers love quoting dodgeball. We quote dodgeball all the time. Suck failure, freaks. Oh, yeah, I love that line. We really do. Blade. Laser. Blazer. Blazer. Uh, you all know my constable and assistant, Michel. And from Russia. I don't know. It was all gibberish for me. I think you might really be dead. <laughs> but, yeah, when, when I saw the eight, the Ocho, I'm just like, another dodgeball reference. Okay. But, MJF is one, too. And we're better here at Global Gym. We're better than you. And, and we you know, know it. it. <laughs> but, no, you know what's funny? Me and John were watching dodgeball, and that line came up. We're just, we looked at each other just like, really? Wait, what? <laughs> and I said that to uh, some of the guys at training. I'm like, yo, I just realized where MJF got his slogan. I'm like from dodgeball. I wonder if it really is, though. Because if it is, that is very fucking cool. Just that very dickheadedness. He, like, basically got inspired by Dwight Goodman, and I think that needs to be fucking recognized. <laughs> But, uh... Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Nobody! Oh, God. I fucking love that movie. Amazing. One of, the one of the best movies of all time. Dive, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. If you can dodge a wrench, you, you can dodge, dodge a ball. ball. If you can dodge <laughs> traffic, you can <laughs> dodge a ball. <laughs> You're as useful as a poopy-flavored lollipop. We can, we can sit here all day. The last Armstrong uh, cameo at the end has aged very poorly. Yes, it has. Shouldn't you go in there and say something to them? What do you want me to say? What do you what? I don't think they make, you know, sorry that you're sorry that your dodgeball coach just got crushed by two tons of irony Hallmark card. You know, it's the luckiest yeah. Irish. The fact <laughs> that it was right exactly. before that. Exactly. Right That's before the scene cut to that. That was what we fucking heard. That's the irony. I know. I'm sorry that your dodgeball coach got crushed by two tons of irony Hallmark card. 
No, before we stop talking about dodgeball, I just remember at the end where it was sudden death and he How grabbed the ball. How did we get here? Because <laughs> we said, like, the lion suck failure freak. Oh, we were talking about Chris Jericho winning the yes. Arnold Ocho. channel okay. FTR. Sorry, we don't... Our transitions into stuff. Him grabbing the ball for sudden death. This is it. La, la loser. <laughs> That's the funniest shit. Eric Gunning coming at ya. Air Goodman coming at you. Yes, how many balls, Cotton? <laughs> Yo, we got. <laughs> He's got no balls. Fuck it. Whenever we have time, we are doing a movie review on that movie. You know what? I'm I'm so with that. I'm. I missed that movie. We need to start doing I some of those. Seen it in a while. We need to start doing some of those WeTube challenges and just like digest a bunch of edibles and then watch the movie and then do a live reaction of us watching it <laughs> off our ass. And then it's just like, wait, what movie were we supposed to watch? What was it? Was it Dragon Ball? Hell no. But not Evolution. Or whatever coming, whatever hey, coming to Disney in twenty twenty four. Amen. Oh god, that sounds terrifying. But I know. FTR wasn't the only people who had contract tampering. It wasn't. Oh, yeah, uh, that's where we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Swerve was probably the most serious out of the everyone yeah, else that I've like, heard. He actually, yeah. Didn't he like refer to like the them? attorney? Like, pre- yeah, pretty much. Didn't he like swerve them by like saying, "Oh, here's my attorney. Talk to them." Yeah, he basically had his attorney talk to them on behalf. And there was an already meeting held, like when they first started to have like these poaching, contract tampering rumors started, mm-hmm. that uh, that was going to happen. They locked down on a bunch of people that yeah. they're not letting go, especially since it does feel like reverse AEW at this point. Yeah. <laughs> when they first started up, it was just like, okay, who's leaving the big dub? This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I all, all out was the peak of it. It was just like. Three people at once. Two of them was in the same segment at the end of the show. Suck it. No, it was like it was like I want you and you and you, not you, but I want you, 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 and you. Swerve was a good pickup though. Yeah. And we were like, oh man, that was gonna suck. Especially when uh Triple H started to bring up hit row again, yeah. except without uh Swerve in it. But he yeah. basically said, you know, talk to my attorney. And he actually expressed, like, you know, frustration with his NXT run, like, a couple weeks ago on somebody's podcast. I think it might have been his own. It may have been his own. I wouldn't surprise me if it was, but he, paraphrasing, basically he said that he didn't like how he was just kind of aimless until he started to turn heel with Hit Row. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember he was in NXT for a while at that point. He was in NXT for, I want to say he signed in, like, 2018. Yeah, it wasn't until, like, the Breakthrough Tournament that they no, used him, right? No, it, well, they used him in the Breakthrough Tournament. But, but it was, like, it was, oh, that was his TV, right? Yeah, it wasn't until, like, maybe the end of 2019, start of 2020, that they really started to use him. Okay. After, uh, no, it was 2020, because it was in the pandemic. It was in the pandemic era, when uh, Lee Moriarty won the uh, North American title. Because it was shortly after uh, Lee, Lee Mor- Wait, Lee Moriarty. No, not Lee Moriarty. Sorry. Uh, Leon Ruff. Okay. Leon Ruff. Let's say, wait, Lee Moriarty won a title? He was in a, He was in WWE? No. When, uh, That's what I was saying. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? Sorry. My brain fried. The, the guy from the firm. The fucking. Uh, the Kid Cuddy looking like. <laughs> when, uh, when Leon Ruff won the North American title, it was shortly after he lost it 
that Swerve uh, turned heel. Well, he turned heel in like one of the latter matches, and that's when Hit Row debuted at the end to help him win. Yeah, it was some point after that. But either way, it was like that that really made his like run actually look good because it was like this is something with him instead of just heel here. Yeah, and like their feud with uh, Legado del Fantasmo. Yeah, that was actually pretty great. Who you disrespect? You disrespect my culture when you pulled out my grill. Yeah, and then you had like BFAB going against Electro Lopez, which I kind of hope continues on the main roster whenever Legato wants to show up there. But Swerve basically turning it down. Lee was not reached out to at all. But Swerve turning it down didn't really surprise me because I heard that interview like a couple weeks ago. Because back then we didn't really know he was one of the people. He was just talking about like his run. Yeah. It wasn't until Stephanie McMahon actually talked to him and said that she that uh, he was her favorite heel on the show. Mm. And then afterwards, he was like, he kind of didn't see it. And then the changes started to get made to it. Yeah. Because originally Hit Row wasn't going to have him in it. And you yeah. can kind of see the frustrations that he was having. It did kind of seem tailor-made for him. Yeah. So he basically just said no. And now the contract tampering continues. Except the FTR one was one that I didn't think about. Yeah. Blaze thought it was Moxley, and I just said no. And think about, and think about this. There's been another swerve with uh, another AEW star apparently leaving. So... The thing that we fought with Malachi was that it was a conditional release. He hasn't been released at all. So much so that he's been getting death threats and had to straight up say in an actual like recorded video from his phone, which looked like it was in his car, basically saying, if it didn't come from me, it's not true. Like, if you don't know that it's from me, it's not true. Like, he's not leaving. He's gotten death threats. He's gotten just like regular threats. He's gotten insulted and stuff like that. And, and just dumb take, messages. And he's taking time off for his yes! mental health. Y'all are not helping. Can so, we go once? So here's what I don't get, right? People are taking the time out of their day to send death threats to a man that's a prob- that is probably going through mental health issues right now. Right? That's fucking with his mentals even more. Like, what's wrong with your mental... To think to even do that, you know? Like, I'm trying to get away from work and you are badgering me about it. Exactly. Can we get one fucking week where there isn't toxic fandom in fucking wrestling? I think I've said it, like, almost once a time every year. And I think I've been saying it since, like, 2016, 2017. I'm pretty sure. Like, wrestling fans are also the greatest fans and they're also the worst fans on Earth. Like the inter- as Brett says, the internet wrestling community like does it yet again, folks. Like fuck. Shout out Brett. Heels Court. Shout out Brett. Shout out Heels Court. Shout Woo-hoo. out Vic. Tim, fuck your feelings. We had one of that like this week. I think that was yesterday. I saw that either it was yesterday or it was Friday. I saw that in my fucking like like <laughs> swiping through like the fucking messages, <laughs> and it was so casual too. No, it's fucking funny because they'd be fucking Malik be kicking them out of the group every other conversation (laughs) that they have. Like every other time that they disagree, it'll just end with like some standoff form and gifts, or he'll just straight up boot him from like the chat for like five minutes and then like bring him back later. Usually, how it's been going is something is they'll start picking on Vic, right? They'll team up together picking on Vic. And then something will happen midway 
to where they'll turn on each other. It usually involves. Just start going at each no. other. No, from what I've con- what I've seen and what I've can study, let's give you a little bit of it's a peek a, behind the curtain for heel for a tri- heels court. It's a triple threat match with two heels. No, no. To, let, to give you the basis over what this feud basically comes around to and starts over most of the time, as a witness and just to give you a peek behind the curtain inside heels court, most of this starts over Nikita Lyons. <laughs> This is not a joke. Like, he no. says, like, yo, her ass is flat and everything. Like, it's nothing there. She has, like, no talent. Like, fucking cement ass is what he says. And that's how he usually gets kicked out from saying shit about Nikita. Sometimes he doesn't. But usually he does. It has to be invited back in. And it's, like, two, three, four minutes until, well, like, he actually gets brought back. Enough for everyone to just stunt on him and laugh for a little bit. And that's when I send the meme. But yeah, like... <laughs> uh, like, this felt like like a whole fucking thing. Like, from Heels Court that some people noticed, like, when the video started to get put out. Like, th- he just looked fed up. Yeah. He like, was just like, I really gotta talk about this. I don't, like, wanna... The fact that he had to go on Instagram Live and explain himself. Because people can't get the hint is ridiculous. Like, I, it, it's dumb. Like, this really kind of started when the fucking code for one of Bray's, or yeah. I want to say Bray's, because at this point, if it doesn't get end up to get revealed to be Bray, as we'll discuss later on, you're setting up quite the riot on your hands. Literally. Uh, but, uh, it just didn't, it just didn't mesh right. Like, as someone who does struggle occasionally like with shit like that and needs to take a step away from shit like the last thing anybody fucking needs is some wannabe wrestler in his mom's basement keyboarding fucking typing away while playing black ops 2 even though it's fucking 2022 keyboard warriors yep keyboard warriors dude oh but i just remember what i was thinking but it started when the code for bray uh bray wyatt's teeth or the white rabbit tees for the video file where had some of his lyrics from his original WWE song being there it's like oh he's going to WWE. he's gonna be a part of bray's faction yeah that's when it kind of maybe started just because it was his lyrics i kind of like forgot about that in like some things that one, I that one kind of threw me off. That, I was just like, "Yeah, no, there's no justifying the, that." The, that's the like, what the? I'm just, I'm just gonna say it. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, this is what the- is wrong with your mental? To where you have to interrupt another man's mental healing process by sending him a death threat that's gonna fuck up his mentals even more. Like. Like, think. And Just this, think. It's not that hard. And think about this. We, wrestling fans try to get re- new people involved, like, to check, get them to check out wrestling. Yeah, no one wants to get, no, no one wants to fucking check out wrestling after shit like that, after hearing how toxic that shit is. We are just coming off the back of the CM Punk stuff, too. Exactly. Like, I don't know, man. Our, like, you know, Thoughts to Malachi, bro. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. get the help you need, dude. Stay, you know, Chill. do your thing. Stay, like, stay out of the re- stay out of wrestling for a while. I mean, he's been enjoying himself. Seeing him post like a uh, picture of uh, Zelina. Yeah, bro. Prayers with the dude, dude. Like, seriously, like, we love you, dude. For Malachi. Real. He's one of a kind. 
But yeah, still with AEW, as like you know, you heard it from the horse's mouth himself. Yep. Yeah. And also, I believe Buddy Matthews is still there too. Yeah, he is Buddy still Matthews as well. It's just that he wanted time off too. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's got everyone's got a breaking point, man. Yeah. You know, it and happens. Wrestling is one of those stressful sports. You just need to take a step. Life, back from. life in general is a stressful. Life sport. will beat the shit out of you, and having toxic fandom like this happen doesn't help. It really doesn't. But I will say, like, you know, they're like, you really want to, like, support Malachi. Like, remember how I was talking about, like, uh, the clothing line that he had one time before? Uh, yeah, it's called Black Mass Clothing. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, he has, like, people like Ripley as models before. Like, you have Zelina here. There's, oh, like, uh, Rhea there. Oh, shit. And there's, like, some of the designs. So, you know, if you, like, are a fan of Malachi and want to support him, it's a merch company owned by him. So... You know, ships worldwide. Go for that and support this guy. And well, he, give him some money for some cool ass skull designs. His designs are pretty dope. Oh, they love it. I love it, man. It's like his style too. Hell yeah! And it's my style. But with that said, we're gonna, we're take, gonna a, take a quick break. Brief, yeah, brief intermission. Intermission, and we'll be right back. WWE. Yeah. And we are back with the second half. Second half of the show. Yeah, now we're at the WWE half, right? Double, first, double, eh. First things first. WWE. Welcome back, Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae? Shit, man. I mean, it was only a matter of time. You kind of figured she was going to come back eventually. And with Johnny being there, it only makes sense. Her return was just as sudden in the middle of Raw as yeah. her husband was. Johnny was just like... Right after they're coming back from Raw, it was just like, wait, really? That's Rebel Heart playing? Holy shit, Johnny Gargano's back. It was kind of the same thing with Candice, except it was actually a match. Yeah. And she fought Nikki A.S.H., which yeah. she won. Yeah. But then, after the match, Nikki A.S.H. took off the mask and started throwing a fit in the corner. Sanity! 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 Sanity sounds more better with the prospect of Triple H being in charge, especially since that was his faction. There's no one left of Sanity. They have Nikki. Uh, they let's can bring see. back Killian Dane. Big Damo. Alexander Wolf. I don't know what he's been uh, doing. Killing in the Dane of. He's somewhere on the Indies for the most part, I think. So, like They can technically bring them back, and if Eric Young... Ever leaves Impact. Yeah. yeah. Now we're back in that same situation, basically. Yep. Now they're waiting for Eric Young's contract to expire from TNA once again. But yeah, I mean, it's great to see her back. The women's, that definitely boosts the women's division. Mm -hmm. It's, it's cool, man. I mean, we'll see what happens. So far, the returns just keep on coming, yeah, adding to literally. Triple H's Infinity Gauntlet. The returns start. The returns start coming and they don't stop coming. I saw one meme and they had like Braun as the Mind Stone and I just started laughing because I'm like Braun Strowman, the Mind Stone, really? I, I throw him on the same stone. You have yep. Killer Cross and like, or uh, Karrion Cross and Scarlet on. Yep. Both people who couldn't control their narratives. Yep. Yep. They're the same category. Yep. They're both the reality stone. Yep. Braun and all his hundreds of dollars. Hundreds. EC3 in his like series finale episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Where'd everyone go? Yep. Where'd <laughs> everyone leave to? But let's talk about the some great EWE shit. Oh yeah. The Orton tattoo lawsuit incident. Yeah. 
So Randy Orton was involved in a lawsuit with his tattoo artist. Well, tattoo WWE and Take Two were involved in a lawsuit. He was called upon as a witness over his tattoos. Yes. But you want me to keep going? You yeah, sound like you're like a little to, bit. No, I don't think you're gonna keep like giving your take because you look no, like you're was, a mid speak. No, I was waiting. He, he someone hit the pause button on Nick and <laughs> hit it like a little bit like late coming through. They player unoed him. Yeah, they basically did that. But yeah, the tattoo artist Catherine, Catherine Alexander, basically was uh, held in favor over the uh, favor her tattoo with copyright, because basically she has been a tattoo artist in inking Orton since two thousand three, and those tattoo designs on his arms, which I believe are the skulls imprinted across like his arms and everything to yeah. make the full sleeve, mm-hmm. uh, that started with that lawsuit, and it was filed in two thousand eighteen. Claiming she had a copyright over the tattoo designs. And basically, the court had agreed with her. So now, possibly more likely going forward in 2K23, Orton's going to have generic arm sleeve tattoos now. That's going to be weird. Unless they pay her. Yeah, unless they pay her to do so. But even then, I mean... And the lawsuit started in 2018. And we've had like three to four WWE video games where he's been in where those tattoos have just been there. Yeah. So... It's kind of crazy. This got put off for a long while. It did. I thought it was going to start in 2020 because that's when it got really bought up. Mm-hmm. But then it got prolonged again. And then I thought it was going to happen last year. And then the same thing again. And, and she won. And that's the one thing I didn't think that was going to happen. Because yeah. like it's just like, okay, so they're prolonging it. Are they trying to drown her out for like money to keep going for like one thing after another? Just having the trial like extended over and over again. But it's like, nope, it's like, I won. And she got, like, ownership over it, so tattoos are going to change, more than likely. If everybody remembers, like, CM Punk's old tattoos in a video game, like, the Pepsi logo was just, like, a poorly drawn-looking yin and yang, where one half was, like, kind of, like, tealish, while the other one was red, because it had that age tattoo. Yeah. And the Cobra Kai one on the other arm, which was just, like, two tribal-like bars. Yep. And that was kind of it. So, it could be something similar to that, Braun, except that'll Braun. kind of be a more annoying because it's skulls. Braun Superman tattoo. That one, too, I forget about. They just removed the Superman yeah, they from just it. removed the Superman and didn't put anything in place. It was just kind of like... It's just a tribal it. design. Exactly. It's like you knew what's supposed to be there, but you knew why it couldn't be there. I forgot about that. Just because I didn't watch Braun wrestle for such a long time, even when he was Adam Sure. Yep. It was just, he showed up on this one show, now it's kind of it. But yeah, like so, yeah. more likely tattoos are going to be more uh, removed from it going forward. And I wonder if any more tattoo artists are going to start doing that with their oh, shit. Oh dear God, it's a possibility now because now one person won, and it's Randy Orton. It's not like nobody knows who Randy Orton is. Exactly. All right, so that leaves us with our last topic then. Yeah, I mean, we're still chasing the rabbit. Yeah. It's like waiting for the Matrix trailer to drop and find out what's going on with Neo. I know we didn't have much on WWE for you guys tonight, but we oh. had some stuff. Um, on the White Rabbit. Yeah, we have some the stuff. The White Rabbit. We have some stuff. It's on, Rabbit season. Eulis uh, did a lot of homework. On the White Rabbit. It's not as much as like any other one that I've done when it comes to trying to figure out what some of these things meant. Because the most one that left me with a lot of befuddlement and confusion when going through it was the one where I was looking up Dante's Inferno on the same day that Vince McMahon retired. That one was like, okay. 
oh, so that's where that thing meant. Because it was like a character that was in Dante's Inferno that was more or less an actual like author. Yeah. He just they just put him in hell in that book. Pretty much. So he was the one who had his like head like held so he could actually see the way and they said like his phrasing was head head, head, head held like a lantern forthright basically or something along those lines yeah this one was a lot more simpler like for example if you change the pitch of the number of the audio that you get from the number that you call after reversing it to reveal what it actually said you actually would hear bray's voice saying it really mm-hmm yeah, if you take up the pitch about six steps, it's Bray speaking. That's wild. Yeah, put it in our group chat. Like, it was on Twitter. Somebody there's actually been, found. There's been a couple of clues, like, recent clues that have come out recently that people have kind of put together. Mm-hmm. It, I, I get what you mean I, uh, about the uh, voice thing. Because that's actually been happening a lot, uh, just to draw comparisons. People have been doing that a lot for uh, certain artists. Yeah, like but, playing their, like, music backwards. No, not even that. Like the pitch of the oh, that dark voice, pitch, like the voice. Mm-hmm. Fucking, it was with uh, Jay Z and Nicki Minaj. They say if you lower Nicki Minaj's voice, it sounds exactly like Jay Z, and it actually does. Oh my god, that sounds funny. I'm I, I'm not fucking with you. It actually does. It sounds like uh, Jay Z if you lower her uh, voice. So like you mentioning that, it's just like that's something that people have been doing a lot of lately for just to draw a comparison. Yeah, but the actual number for those who actually haven't heard it is uh, 855-489-5099. And it basically plays the message backwards, which I said, which is basically Bravo, Echo, Lima, Alpha, Indio, or India, Romero. I am the way into the city of woe. I am the way into eternal sorrow. But all that is played backwards. It was creepy. In that order. Oh, dude, it's awesome as hell. Like, this whole mystery, like, it's been creepy as hell, and it's been amazing. And that came out around the same time as that video with the pigs. Yeah. So, basically, it was, Holy like... Oscars, Batman. It was just a group of, like, pigs from, like, an animated cartoon, and it was them doing re- regular different things. And then it was, like, the houses that they're sitting in, like, the horse, the houses of straw, and then the ones of wood. And then the big bad wolf. And then the, like, stone house. And then you had, like, all these, like, music play beforehand that just made it ominous with the, what's it called? The Morse code message. And then you had, like, that picture of the demonic wolf that flashes that just goes along with the Morse code. First of all, the Morse code stands for Ezazel Reborn. Really? Yes. Okay. That's what the Morse code actually is saying. Holy shit. Our historian, Euless Harris, everybody. But a lot of people are looking into the three pigs with the three houses and the wolf as Vince. And the three houses are Bray's different gimmicks. The first one was Husky Husky Harris. Harris. That was one gimmick that Big Bad Wolf can just easily destroy. The next one made out of sticks was Bray Wyatt. And then he tore down through that gimmick and that character. And then he couldn't do that with The Fiend. The Fiend was just too strong of an idea that it just couldn't really die like that. And if you kind of look at all the teases that he's put up for that character's direction mm-hmm. when he first left AEW. Yeah. Not like AEW. Uh, WWE. Yeah. And was like teasing him possibly show up in AEW. Yeah. Like still remember that rotting corpse like Twitter icon photo he had? 
for a while that I was like, is that like the new fiend? Because that looks horrifying and awesome. Decaying flesh fiend? Thank you. I'll have one. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll gladly take the decaying uh, flesh fiend. Yeah, but they look at, more or less in this video, the three like different pigs and three houses as it being like three of his gimmicks and the fiend being the strongest of all of them. And basically, you know, more indestructible, more popular. The untouchable one. Yeah, the untouchable one. But, you know, the Azazel Reborn thing, that is more or less more religion. And yeah. I believe I sent that to chat. Either or, it's more or less into Jewish religion, is what they said. Because I sent, like, a whole, like, little strip. Brea is always making me do my freaking homework. And how appropriate, since it's in October. But yeah, he's also said, like, the quote, like, revel in what you are. When it came to one of the WWE artists. Yep. That his fan had a sign of. That was basically a quote of Bray. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but to quote like uh, the line that he said, I am the way into the city of woe. The whole fucking uh, uh, quote is from Dante Alighieri. I'm hoping pronouncing that white. Saying, I am the way into the city of woe. I am the way to eternal pain. I am the way to go among the lost. Justice caused my my high archetype to move. Divine omnipotence created me, the highest wisdom and the primal love. Before me, there were no created things, but those that last forever as I do, abandon all hope, you, uh, who, uh, you who enter here, or ye who enter here sometimes. And if everybody remembers one of the signs that was on the Firefly Funhouse, it was like yes. crudely drawn on a cardboard and crayon saying, abandon all hope, uh, ye who exit here. Yep. Also, with some of the code... They had the... Wasn't there something with, like, Bray's top hat or something? Yeah, like, one of the links for the video was, like, 1915. Yeah, and on the same, like, tea party he had with Alexa Bliss, he had that card on his head. Yep. It's weird that after The Fiend, as I'm going through all this homework shit, I'm going to cover one last thing. Because uh, that's all I really think I found on it, for the most part. Mm -hmm. I thought, like, The Fiend was already... Well thought out with the seeds he planted back when he was Bray. Talking about, like, the hunting story he had about it before actually using that character, like, five years later. Yeah. And now it's like, so while you were doing The Fiend and everything else, you were finally, like, building something else. It's like, you're like a fucking phoenix of wrestling, my guy. Like, after one shitty booking, it, as Vin, I hate to say it, what Vince was right, but you are good at, like, reboard it. Like, re building yourself and like becoming reborn because it's just one other thing after another and it's just greater than the last one yeah. but yeah so in one of the code or the file name there is a thing that said ts underscore s10 underscore e6 and that could basically be saying to season 10 episode 6 and someone uh guessed it stood for the simpson simpsons episode and the description follows as the episode features the theme by the musical uh hair Incense and Peppermints by Strawberry Alarm Clock and White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Wow. And in that episode, a White Rabbit also did appear. Simpsons predicted everything. They predicted the Queen passing yeah. a while ago. Yeah, like, that that would, caught me off that guard. Like 2006. Yeah. Apparently, whoever the White Rabbit is will present itself and a Apparently that's going to be an extreme rules. It's more it's likely gotta, looking it's like make that. Sense. It's the only, only thing that really makes sense out of all this. People are looking at the la the lantern and the posters being a clue for it. Yeah. 
Which, by the way, uh, I don't know if there's going to be any more matches, but these are the matches that we got so far or could be the final card for Extreme Rules. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey, Extreme Rules match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yep. Matt Riddle versus Seth Freakin' Rollins in a fight pit match with Daniel Cormier as the special guest referee. Fuck yeah. He's been trying to petition to show up for WWE for a long while now since he stopped fighting. This is actually a great use for him to be in the fight pit. McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strat match. Mm-hmm. Hope there's not another fireball. Another <laughs> missed Hatouken. Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship. First ever singles women's ladder match on the main roster. Edge versus Finn Balor in an I Quit match. Damn, that sounds good. That sounds... Damn it! There's so many good matches. And the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a old-fashioned Donnybrook match. Oh, God, another one. The first one was good. It was just a street fight with barrels. But it was good. Hey, it was the same, like, first SmackDown of the Triple H regime. I will say this. I saw this uh, joke on uh, Facebook. It's like, no, this is not how Extreme Rules is supposed to be. It's supposed to be one Extreme Rules match, and the rest are normal. Technically, every match on this card looks extreme to me. <laughs> Should be like TNA Lockdown, and every single match is a cage match. I remember I did something similar in uh, fucking My GM against Blaze, Hell in a Cell. Why is everyone nearly dying the week afterwards? Uh, oh yeah, every single match was a Cell match. Yippee. Also, no October, no Cell ma- uh, pay-per-view. It's starting to be a weird little thing. Now we have Extreme Rules. At least it's not the horror show yeah. at Extreme Rules. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's a six-match card so far. There could be one or two more matches at it. You never know. Either way, I'm kind of hoping, like, Liver uh, Liv retains. Yeah. Either or, like, well, what's I, it called? Ronda could win. I mean, I, wa- I want Bailey to win. I mean, we have to. I mean, Bailey and Ronda are kind of. We have to have. We they kind of need to win for the. We still have. Ba- we still have Ronda. Yeah, we still have Ronda. Okay, well, uh, Liv can lose which here. We, which we have to make. We have, we have to switch up our team. We got to switch up our team. Yeah, that has to happen. But then again, we got to first place without our captain and yeah, our no, tag. No, so you I'm, know, I'm, show I'm, the fuck up to fucking work with us. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we're in third place now, buddy. It doesn't matter. We still made first place, and we didn't have a captain or a tag team. Shaded. And then we shaded. And then we got knocked down to third. Wow, knocked down to third. Y'all need to step your game up. We are winning without our captain <laughs> and our tag, and we are still in the top three. Suck it. Suck failure, freaks. Break it down. Okay, I'm done. Degenerate into something. But uh, so far, I mean, listen. I mean, for an Extreme Rules card, that looks, it looks like a solid fucking card. Mm -hmm. It's actually extreme. We're actually getting an I Quit match, which I haven't seen in a while in WWE. You haven't seen that Besides, like, 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 11 years? uh, Hopefully it's better than, like, the Rock Mankind one. Well, yeah. Hopefully it's better than the Miz and uh, John Cena one. That one was just predictable as hell. Oh, I quit! Yeah, that was fucking As he's fucking dead in the fucking uh, guardrail. Like, uh, the Orton one was pretty good because he just straight up tortured Cena for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and then he got choked out by a handcuff. The Batista one was nice just because it had vehicular manslaughter attempt in it in it by the J- end. JBL with John Cena. 
That's an iconic one. Yo, John Cena is the king of I quit matches. Let's just remember that. I want to see him versus Brock in one, just because he's never going to like say I quit, and Brock is never going to stop eating him in different ways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's going to eat him 90 ways from Sunday. Have Undertaker show up in AEW under Mark Calloway and face American Dragon Brian Danielson in the I quit match. Oh, my God. He quit just by locking in the ankle lock on Undertaker. I like the uh, you guys hear that rumor about uh, Angle saying that he was possibly would return for like a feud against like Rollins or like Cena or somebody like top like uh in WWE's like uh main event scene like Roman. Interesting. Yeah, he said like he'd be interested in doing it now. Hmm. I guess because like you know you don't want your last match to be against Baron Corbin, not even King Corbin. Yeah, literally. Or he bum was- ass or bum ass Baron Corbin or Happy Corbin. He wasn't even on the list. Yamcha made the the list. list. Dear God. I fucking love Dragon Ball Z and Bridge. They included that from Botchamania, too. (laughs) I know. It was just like, I choose my final opponent to be Baron Corbin. All right. Wait, hold on. Baron Corbin? Yeah. You can't say Baron Corbin. He didn't even make the list. (laughs) Hornswoggle made the list. Damn, it's just like a hate voter triangle. Yeah. Neither or I'm just happy to be included. Right. <laughs> As he said. Anyway, I think that does it for us tonight. Yep. I do have some shout outs. So do I. Yes, you do. So I'll let you go first, pal. Uh, shout out Russell Pro. Uh, we just had our third trip, uh, our third, uh, our third show in Alaska, like our third tour in Alaska. Okay. I didn't go, but hopefully one day. Clearly you're here with us. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go. But, Clearly, you're here with us. But oh, hopefully, I could go sometime. But shout out WrestlePro. Uh, we got a November 12th. Oh, yeah. WrestlePro 100. One and we have a match announced. Wheeler Yuta is taking on the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers. The toy man. Oh, God. This is going to be great. One of uh, two. Shout out to Sparring Championship Wrestling. Uh, they have a show October 22nd called Demonic. I'm not going to be there because I am going to be defending my title at IWA's uh, Nightmare on Chestnut Street the very same day against two guys who don't seem to like cutting promos. Darren Richardson and Aaron Roxas. Roxas. Whatever your goddamn name is. How- Roxas. Whatever. Roxas. 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 Play Kingdom Hearts 2. Roxas. <laughs> it's that person you play as for the first, like, intro to the game instead of the main character for no reason for You'll the tutorial that lasts, like, eight hours. But, yeah. Uh, Roxas. The show is sold out, so um, when it's up on YouTube, check it out on IWA's uh, YouTube channel. Or go to uh, Standalone Wrestling's IW uh, IWTV IWTV uh, channel where they have a lot like Pro Wrestling After Dark, Standalone Wrestling, SWF, Evictus, and IWA Battle Club Pro Battle Club. Go wrestling. Check, yeah, go check that out uh, when the show is up. Uh, Pro Wrestling Magic, which is also running the exact same day as well. Yeah. Uh, check them out. They are a great company. Uh, you know what? This may sound weird. 
Shout out to the takeover. I know it's weird. Yeah. Um, okay. What's your angle here? Yeah. <laughs> you were so you were so con takeover at the start of this podcast off air, and now it's just like you know. Shout out to the takeover. No, no, no. Correction. Shout out PJ, who's taking on um, yeah, Mac. Uh, Mac. Monster Mac. Monster Mac. Fuck, I don't know why I blanked on his first name for some reason. Uh, they're competing for the TCW Titan Championship Wrestling. Uh, I don't remember the date of the show, but uh, check it out when you have the chance. I know Monster Mac and PJ are going to beat the shit out of each other. That's going to be sure. a very savage moment. A takeover shout-out so random it inspired me to come out with my own shout-out. So at all the same time, I will let you all decipher it. Since y'all want to have me decipher the white rabbit things, I'm going to leave it to the viewers to decipher this. Okay. All my shout outs in one single shout. Oh I'm God. going to shout out Brandy Lawrence, fucking Better Rivals podcast, Dirty Heels, Ruthless Lala, and a few other ones that I may be forgetting at the moment in one single phrase. Okay. Ah! <laughs> you have one job, decipher all that. <laughs> All right, you heard them, folks. Get in slow on motion, cut that all together. So I got a couple of uh, <laughs> I got a couple of shout outs I gotta do too. First, uh, starting off on the list, shout out to the Off the Top Rope podcast. Shout out to Ace Field Retro. Welcome back, Pretty Heels from their hiatus. Nice to see them back again. Shout out to the Stoner Brothers. Shout out Packamania. Pack. Shout out Black Girls Wrestle Podcast. And shout out one again, Do Dog. The dog, the dew, Dewey, the motherfucking hot dog, bro. Oh, I thought you were talking about Dewey from Dewey from uh, fucking Scream. Oh no, we're just a week away, bro. Air hockey competition, Atlantic City, Lucky Snake Arcade, man, October eighth and 9th. Hilarious, fully that, made. Fans versus GCW wrestlers. This is gonna be great. Power also, bombs just, on hockey just, tables. You just reminded me. Uh, shout out WrestlePro again. I'm sorry. Uh, October eighth. Is also a show we have in Brooklyn where we're going to have a rumble match to determine the interim WrestlePro gold champion. Interim? Because uh, uh, Dion Rushman is our current champion. Oh. He's out with the injury right now. Yeah. And I also have to shout out myself. Check out my Pro Wrestling Tees store. I got a new design coming uh, at the start of November. It is very important to me. And I know it would be very important to Nick. Um, and also follow me on Instagram at DowdyMan15. That's it for me. Are you sure this time? Are you sure about that? Yes. So anyway, October 8th and 9th at the Lucky Snake Arcade in Atlantic City, New Jersey, we have an air hockey competition hosted by our boy Dewey. You guys definitely know Dewey's the guy walking around in the cool-ass hot dog costume. Cool as hell, dude. But uh, he will let me know the results of the uh, the winners and such. I'll make a cool-ass post about it. We're actually one of the sponsors for the event. Thank you, Dewey, again for letting us be a sponsor for this. It is truly an honor, and it is appreciated. Anyone else got anything? No. We're good? So with that, I bid everyone adieu. Goodbye. Goodbye. And... Mwah. Oh, that's so awesome. Good night. Good night. I don't care.
Did I even park at Spark or any of that? Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, wait. You're <laughs> you right. You didn't even you're give right. your actual outro. Right. Instead, you steal it from one of the greatest of all time. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm not myself tonight. This is high side of the ropes. Remember, folks, don't drink and drive, park at Spark. It's always 420 somewhere. And if you're having a bad day, just remember that licking doorknobs on other planets is very illegal. Get the fuck out of this room. <laughs> <laughs>